Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mail Media Network. I'm your host, Jake Hahn, with you for a Wednesday card this week. And we have just three games to dig up some value from today. We had four, but we lost one with the Seattle and Winnipeg game being postponed due to a blizzard in Winnipeg. So leave it to Winnipeg to have a blizzard in April that will postpone us a game. But we've still got three games to get into. Before we get into it, remember to give the show a like, subscribe to Mail Media Network as well. Leave a comment with your favorite NHL bet for Wednesday night whether it's a side a total a prop it can be anything leave a comment with your favorite play for Wednesday night first up we've got a divisional battle here one team that will be playing playoff hockey one team that won't the Flyers are hosting the Rangers Philly is a plus 170 dog at home and the Rangers come in as a minus 210 favorite the over under is up at six for this game the Rangers will be playing the second half of a back-to-back after what will be a huge game against the Canes on Tuesday night I would expect them to go to Alexander Georgiev for this game and he's actually been very good lately Uh, he's won his last five starts including a 44 save shutout against the Carolina Hurricanes in there as well the Rangers are 7-1-1 over their last nine heading into Tuesday's game against Carolina so I don't know what's going to happen as of record yet in that game against the Canes, but there's a chance it could be a bit of an emotional letdown spot for the Rangers. That's a big game. Those two teams are battling for first in the division. You get a second half of a back-to-back. So do we see a bit of a letdown here? I think that narrative could be out there for the Rangers, but they seem to be rolling over everybody right now. They're beating good teams. They're beating teams below them in the standings as well. So I like where the Rangers game is at. And like I mentioned before, I'm not too scared of Georgiev, whereas in the past, I think you'd look at Georgiev as a fade spot when they, the Rangers start him instead of Igor Shosturkin, but he's actually played quite well over the last month or so in relief of Igor. Philly, on the other hand, also playing a back-to-back as they're in Washington on Tuesday. They've fa- actually found the offense a little bit lately as they've scored 15 goals over their last five games, which is pretty good for Philly. Three goals a game, they'll, they'll take that with how their offense has been for most of the season. They're going with the top line right now that I actually really like, Joel Farabee and Cam Atkinson on the wing with Kevin Hayes, who's been really good down the middle of the ice. So that's their current top line. Something I think you could target in the prop market. I feel like Philly could score a couple goals in this game. And if they're going to come, they're probably going to come from the top six. Uh, Another guy to keep an eye on in this game, Philly signed winger Bobby Brink, who was a finalist for the Hobie Baker Award out of Denver this year. So it seems like he's going to slot into the top six. He's playing on a second line with Travis Konechny and Scott Lawton. So I actually like the makeup of that Flyers top six. I think they could continue to play well offensively here down the stretch might not lead to wins because they're still a disaster in their own end and keeping the puck out of the net. But in terms of offense, I think it's still something we could target in the prop market, maybe find some value moving forward. Um, You know, looking at, at this game, the side, the total, I don't have a ton of interest in it. I think there might be a little bit of value with the Flyers at plus 170, but I don't think I'm ultimately going to get there in terms of actually pulling the trigger on that play. The over six is enticing. I could see it being a little bit more loose. I could see this ending like 4-3, 5-3, something like that between these two teams, especially playing on the second half of a back-to-back for both of these teams. Maybe we do see it get a little bit loose, but I'll be looking to target the prop market here. I mentioned the the, the Flyers players, which you might actually be able to find some good value on against the Rangers and on the Rangers side of things I think you could really attack the Flyers like they give up a ton of goals so go for the top players look for some shot props the assist props uh, that I've really been enjoying Uh, lately you can get some good value on those so that's where my mind will be at on this game just mostly targeting the prop market maybe a slight lean towards the over six next up we've got the Montreal Canadiens in Columbus two teams well out of it at this point just sort of playing out the string Uh, but the Jackets are a heavy favorite in this game minus 185 on home ice with the Habs coming in at plus 155 
on the money line. The over-under is up at six and a half here. The Habs have just two wins in their last eight games, but they have been scoring and generating chances much better of late. They're coming off a 4-2 loss against the Jets on Monday. Uh, Jake Allen got hurt against the Leafs on Saturday. He's done for the season. So it looks like Sam Montembeau will now be your starter in Montreal unless Carey Price finds a way to play some games down the stretch. Caulfield, Suzuki, Pitlick uh, on the top line. They've been solid. They've been much better, especially under uh, Martin St. Louis since he's taken over behind the bench. But I actually really like the way that the Brandon Gallagher, Christian Dvorak, Joel Armia line has been playing, which they kind of call the third line, but it's been playing more of a second line. Gallagher and Dvorak are also getting time on PP1 as well. So a couple guys there to keep an eye on in Gallagher and Dvorak in the prop market, whether it's shot props, assist props, even goal props. I think that could be the play with those guys and even the, the top Habs as well. Caulfield, Suzuki, those guys are pretty obvious in a game where we're seeing a six and a half total and there could be some offense between two teams that are out of it. That's an angle I don't mind from a Habs perspective here. The Jackets, on the other hand, come off an exciting 5-4 overtime win in Detroit on Saturday where Jack Roslovic just went off. He scored three goals, including the overtime winner. Uh, Both of these teams rank at the very bottom or close to the very bottom in shots allowed and goals allowed per game this season. So I expect a high variance game where we could see some goals here. Roslovic is a hot and cold player as well. So it's not a bad idea to ride his heater. He's up on the top line right now with Gus Nyquist and Patrick Liney. So that's not a bad spot. And another college kid looks like he's going to slot into the lineup here. Kent Johnson uh, looks like he could make his Jackets debut in this game, projected to possibly play on the second line with Oliver Bjorkstrand. He was the fifth overall pick last year coming out of Michigan. So something to look forward to if you're a Jackets fan watching this game or just an NHL fan that wants to see some of these young college kids in terms of a play on this game besides the prop market which I'm very interested in on both sides I think we could see some goals I think you could attack jackets props you could even attack Habs props in this game I like the Habs at plus 155 I I just think this number is way too big for Columbus like look I, I don't I don't get excited betting the Habs this is a team that like I mentioned has won just two games in their last eight but they can play well enough offensively they can hang with teams if you cross your fingers and get a half decent goaltending performance from Sam Montembeau, then I think the Habs can pull it off at plus 155. I think it's worth just a blind back on the underdog here. I just can't get behind Columbus at minus 185 when they're completely out of it playing a meaningless hockey game. So plus 155 for the Habs for me in terms of a play on the side and and dip into the prop market here. I think this is a good game to attack in terms of that market. Last game on the card and the most important game on the card, the LA Kings are in Colorado to take on the abs. The abs are minus 240 favorites on home ice in this game. The LA Kings come in at plus 195 on the money line. The over-under is up at six for this game. Uh, The Kings will be playing the second half of a road back-to-back. They are in Chicago on Tuesday night, just desperately clinging to the last playoff spot in the Pacific Division. Vegas is hot on their heels right now, and they were dealt another huge blow on Tuesday as it was confirmed Drew Doughty will not be returning this season. Um, I like Sean Dursey a lot. I think he's played great on the back end, but he's just being asked to do way too much. Playing 24, 25 minutes every single night, getting time on their first power play, really quarterbacking that thing. I think he's a good player. I think he's someone to keep an eye on for the future in LA, but I just think that it's he's in over his head at this point. He doesn't have a lot of help behind him on that blue line. So the, the schedule actually does favor the Kings down the stretch after this game, where it will be the second half of a road back-to-back and obviously not a favorable spot here for the Kings. Their last six games are all against non-playoff teams. So if they can get through this stretch 
if they can find a way to get two points against Chicago on Tuesday night, maybe even find a way to take this thing to overtime and get out of here with like three out of a possible four points. It really sets up for them down the stretch to, to find a way to lock down this playoff spot, because even with their injuries on the back end, I still think that this team is really good offensively. They can roll four lines. So I think that they can sort of play to those strengths. They get some good goaltending. They should be able to beat those teams down the stretch, but it's going to be an interesting race between them and the Vegas Golden Knights. The abs on the other hand, we know about Colorado. We know how good they are. I don't need to really explain it to you, but they've won six in a row points in eight straight games. They haven't played since Saturday in Edmonton, which is I think a key to this matchup because because they'll be way more rested than the Kings. The Kings coming in on the second half of a road back-to-back, whereas the Avs are going to have a few days off between games. That really matters here. Nazem Kadri and Gabe Lannistog remain out of the lineup, but just doesn't seem to be bothering this team at all. They're so deep. They have so many weapons that you can lose a couple of guys, even good players like that, and they don't seem to miss a beat. 28-4-3 and at home this season. It's just insane. So the home ice advantage that they're looking to secure in the playoffs could be very, very big for them. They've only lost four times in regulation at home all season. That's just an insane number to me. I like the Kings a lot. I've said it many times uh, throughout the show over the course of the year. This is a team I backed at plus money a lot. This is just not the spot to do it. Plus 195. It's that's not a good enough price on the second half of a back-to-back in Colorado. I just explained the Avs home numbers, how good they've been this season. It's I don't think this is the time to to back LA. They could come in and, and pull this upset off, but I'd want at least like plus 250 to even think about it with the Kings. So I actually would look to the over here, the over six, the the Kings have been getting subpar goaltending. I mentioned the injuries on the back end, how Sean Jersey's being asked to do so much. It's going to be really difficult for them to slow down this abs team. And I actually think the Kings can score on Colorado and generate some chances. And as good as the abs are, they will give you some chances. They will give up shots on goal. And if Darcy Kemper isn't on his a game, then I could see this going uh, over six and we don't even have to worry about the hook. It's a flat over six right now. So I think there's some value there. Abs puck line. I don't mind that as well. I could see them winning this by a couple of goals, but I like the over six a little bit more as for DraftKings. Kings, uh, obviously only three games. So you really got to tighten this thing down, but top of the board, it's basically just the abs top players. Now that with the Winnipeg game postponed, Kyle Connor was up there in terms of pricing as well. So you just have to make the decision. Do you want to roll with that abs stack? Um, you know, look to, to fill out your roster with some other cheaper players. And if you do want to do that, there are a lot of other cheaper players on this slate. If you look at the Montreal Columbus game, like I mentioned earlier, game that feels like it's going to be high variance. There's going to be offense. We've got two teams that just bleed chances and have nothing to play for right now. I did mention Roslovic above. He's still very cheap. Gus Nyquist is cheap as well on the jacket side of things. Those are two players that play in the top six that get power play time. Nice cheap pieces if you do want to squeeze in those expensive abs players at the top. On the Habs side of things, Christian Dvorak as well has been very sneaky lately, getting big minutes, getting power play time. But I'd still probably look more towards Caulfield and Suzuki when it comes to DraftKings. They're just a little bit more reliable. You know what they're going to do. They're up on the top line. You know they're going to get 18 to 20 minutes and get that power play time as well. And they're very, very affordable on this slate. As for the Rangers-Flyers game, I would assume the top Rangers players are going to be very popular. And for good reason. The Flyers just give up a lot of goals and there aren't too many options uh, on on this slate. I think the Flyers could score in this game, though. So if you need some cheaper options, don't be afraid to target their top six guys. I I think they are feasible on DraftKings for this slate. That's going to be it for me today. You can catch me on Twitter at jhan 4 Remember to give the show a like on your way out. Thanks for watching or listening, and I'll catch you all tomorrow. 